Just a note about this episode, we do have a discussion about students using coarse language in class, and we do say the A word and the B word. So if you are offended by the A word or the B word, consider yourself warned. You're listening to Teacher Features, a podcast where real educators evaluate teachers from film and television and discuss what Hollywood gets right and wrong about education. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Teacher Feature. My name is Jake Scott. And I'm Catherine Oberg. This week we watch School of Rock and we are going to evaluate the performance of Dewey Finn, also known as Mr. Schneebly. As portrayed by Jack Black in this movie, and tell you what he does well, what he doesn't do well, and how he can improve. This is Teacher Features. Alright, Catherine, do you want to start with a summary for us of the movie? Yeah, summary. So Dewey Finn wants to win um, the Battle of the Bands, but due to his behaviors, the band kicks him out. So to make money, he decides to impersonate his roommate, Ned Schneebly as a substitute teacher. When he gets to the school, he discovers the musical talents of the student and secretly turns them into an amazing rock and roll band. What did you think that he does well? Like, let's start there. So what do we think? My favorite good? thing of the entire movie is when he first walks into the classroom and he sees a chart on the wall with the stars and the demerits and he walks over and just like rips rips it off uh-huh. the wall and it is like because i want to do that every time i walk into a classroom and i see a sticker chart a sticker it? chart or a clip chart uh-huh. or a color changing chart i like i feel as passionate about them as dewey did in the movie like i hate like i hate them with a the passion and i think it was the best thing that he did when he just tore it off the wall i i wrote that though too i i liked when he ripped on the star chart because there was the girl summer who yeah. was like kind of the the class what did she call herself it was like class president but it was something else miranda cosgrove which what is she from who is miranda cosgrove let me check on that okay i found this on the web for who is well, miranda I, cosgrove well, I she see this is her she is in Drake and Josh, I don't know and Despicable Me, and go back, go and sit more, hit more. iCarly, iCarly, yeah, she's from iCarly, and she was in The Good Wife. Oh, Oh. probably an episode. One episode, yeah, that doesn't count. Anyway, I loved when he came in and ripped up that star chart and the demerit chart because it is like you don't need the visual thing for all kids to compete against each other. Why you visually need to represent a student's behavior on a large poster in the middle of the room? Because the kids that are always getting stars or are always on green or always clipped up, they're always going to be clipped up. Yeah. The kids that are always going down are the ones that constantly go down no matter what. So what's really the point? Right. Like, I feel very passionate about it. Like, I've told people, like, in their rooms, try to get, get rid of this. Get ri- I've tried to oh, have wow. people get rid of their clip charts. Oh, really? Yes. Do you I, have a clip chart? I don't have a clip chart. I had a thing. I had a visual levels thing last year. Where I would like move because I had extreme behaviors and it was like yeah. we tried everything and so we this was something I tried and I abandoned it yeah. because I hated it because you're absolutely right yeah. like kids who would struggle with it would end up they're always at the going bottom down levels or then like it just it, it just really was not helpful for them to see it you're necessarily like, you're like publicly shaming and a child. the public shaming yes. thing is the one that doesn't work because you can get into weird power struggles with it 
And, and the like, only the kid, can, yeah. it, they can get the like sour grapes thing. They're like, fine, I don't want to. I, I want to yeah. be there anyway. I, I like them. And it's the kids that, like, for the kids that are always on green. Like, the second they actually get moved down or the second they get a demerit, it's like the end of the world is happening. You're supposed to be perfect all the time. I know that there has been controversy about Class Dojo. Have you heard of I Class Dojo? I hate Do- it. You hate Class Dojo? I used it for a while and it was pretty good, but I didn't share the student point totals publicly. Yeah. I would just let them earn points or whatever. And I've, I've abandoned that, but I only use it now as a communication tool with parents uh, because yeah, I, I like I just, it for that, but I don't like the giving points thing. Cause it is, it is. Dumb. I think a relationship toppled any behavior system like that any day. That is my favorite thing he did in the entire movie. Yeah. I, I love cheered. that. I thought that was awesome. We get gold stars when we master the material covered in class. How do we get gold stars? If we just have recess, what are these black dots here? Demerits. What kind of a sick school is this? Hmm? Tearing Uh, down all of your clip charts. (laughs) Every one that's so cleanly laminated. It's very like... um, Rip it down and I'm going to put it in the shredder. Well, I think that's like... That gets at like what this movie was kind of going like all about. Because those clip charts kind of value compliance and obedience above anything else yeah. because you you give demerits and gold stars to to reward yeah. obedience yeah. and so yeah no i couldn't stand that mr schneebly dewey finn came in and he just tore it up and he wanted to get rid of incite, grades. yeah he said no grades and he wanted them to be rebels he yeah. wanted to incite a rebellion with those stick kids. it to the man yeah stick it to the man <laughs> do you know that one of the little girls in the in the final shot of like the band like when they were playing at the battle of the band her skirt said stick it to the man <laughs> i did not know yeah, that i did like, like when they when the kids said to the principal like hey you're the man and she's like well thank, thank you. you oh you don't know the man oh well, he's everywhere in the white house down the hall miss mullins she's the man and the man ruined the ozone and he's burning down the amazon and he kidnapped shamu and put her in a chlorine tank okay and there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome, because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up. I thought he did a great job inspiring his students, yeah. because he came in and they were very straight-laced. And... The classroom was set up in the rigid yeah. rows facing the teacher, so it was a very teacher-centric And the setup. disengaged kids were on the back. Yeah, and yep, and it was very much, um, it was a very teacher-centric thing set up for no collaborative learning. Yeah. But he did a really nice job of inspiring the students to work together. It was almost a student-led thing. It was kind, yeah. of, a, it was kind of a Dewey-led thing, yeah. but he kind of picked out the things that they were good That's at. That's what I said. That yeah. was the thing I liked about it. He knew what each kid's gift or what they were good at, and he gave it to them. Yeah, so he gave that one kid the light show to work yeah. on because he was the one a kid was the with. fashion designer. Every kid had a job, and every kid had a project. And it was self-directed, kind of, though. Yeah, it really was like project-based learning. It was pretty, like... It was, a, ex- it was inquiry-based, basically. It was like, we want to do this. What do you have to do to make this happen? Yeah, because well, he had the security team who rigged up some kind of like, and surveillance. Sound, and then they some people soundproofed it, too. Yep, they did. So there was some engineering stuff. Yeah. 
and then management. management stuff. So she was doing finances. Some of them were writing promotion. it. The groupies didn't quite have some. They all had to do was think of the name. Yeah, I wonder what they did the rest yeah. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did have a I job. Think they though. drew pictures. Yeah, or they something. didn't have a great job. The inquiry based, project based learning was pretty remarkable. Yeah. Like the implementation. It reminded of that. me, have you ever heard of Genius Hour? No. I read about it once, or someone talked to me about it. I don't know who did it. But it was this idea that there was an hour of every day where kids just did inquiry-based, something product-based that they're oh, interested awesome. on, and they just blocked it into the schedule every day. We're kind of doing that now because like, we have an exhibition project, so each group has like a topic, and they're just doing That's their whole... That's an IB thing, right? Yeah, they're doing their whole action plan. So it kind of reminded me of that. But that was my other favorite thing he did. That's cool. He gave them all a job, but it was a job that was based on their skills. The other thing that I said that he did really well was building relationships with kids. Like, it was very clear that by the end of that movie, he loved those yeah. kids. Even though he came in, he was very selfish at the beginning. But he took all their lunches. <laughs> <laughs> who's got food in here? Okay, who's got food in here? You're not going to get in, Travel. I'm hungry. You. What do you got? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Talk to Zach about the way his, his dad kind of didn't, yeah. didn't let him make his own choices, and he talked to that girl who had body image issues yeah. um, and related to her and built up her self esteem, and then gave her an opportunity to kind of be the star yeah. of the show, and she was amazing. Um, and then he got to know Summer, who could be a very annoying student. Yeah. Like I can imagine that kind of student being very annoying, but he just harnessed her energy. Yeah. And so he really did seem to know. And, and the keyboard kid. Yeah, I loved I him. I love that kid. I don't remember his name, but he was so, like, cute. And okay. But he did, he came up and goes, I'm not cool. And then he's like, yes, you rock. are cool. You're so cool. You're the keyboard player in an awesome rock band. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, like, he knew each one of them. Yes. And he built up their self-esteem and made them feel like rock stars. Yeah. And, um... And I think they knew that he really cared about them yeah. after a while. Yeah. So I think that's what he did really well. Do you have any other things? Yeah, I just, the only other thing was, it was when the girl wanted to be the singer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you have to sing. Mm-hmm. And like, he actually, like, he didn't just tell everybody that they were automatically great at everything. He did have like, yeah, it's like standards. And yeah, like them. you need to try out for this, or you each have a job in it. Yeah, and everyone's welcome to be a part of it, but we also all need different things. Right. And he made her try out. I liked that. Yeah, that was good. But also gave her the opportunity. Didn't just assume that she couldn't. Right. Yeah, he kind did of the have... idea like not everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, he, it was kind of um, a meritocracy in that classroom because yeah, he did pick out the best musicians to do that, and then the other. But then kids everybody had, had a role. Job. I like every that. kid had a job. I like that part. That was the only other thing I liked. Cool. Well, so should we talk about what he does not do well? Yeah. So. As in Kindergarten Cop. Yes. Once again, I don't think it was very safe. They're going off on this bus. There were some things that were really, really, yeah. Battle the bands. The kid got lost in the van where they were, like, playing poker and smoking stuff. Oh, yeah, the drummer. The drummer didn't wander off. Yeah, I think that was a big problem because he did, like, the supervision and safety stuff. Yeah, I just... Like, his rebellious attitude was cool in some ways and really Terrifying in others. But other times was really, um, really dangerous. He also did some things that were, like, illegal and scary. Like, when he took the kids to the audition... Yeah. He just piled them all in the back of his sketchy van. van. Yeah. Left other kids at school to just like do a Ferris Bueller fake out <laughs> to make sure that We're they were like home alone. Yeah, yeah home alone too. 
I hate oh, yeah. your stinking guts. It's no. What's that? What's that um, from? It's, uh, what's that from? I don't know. I know Home Alone is leave it by the doorstep and get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. What's I hate your stinking? I don't know. I don't know. I, I hate. hate your I think that's from Little Rascals. Dear someone, I hate your stinking guts. Oh dear, guts. Darla, I hate you're your a scum guts. between my toes. Oh, <laughs> Love, Darla. Uh, what else? Oh, okay. So you have more. There were some. Than I yeah, know. there were a few things that really set some. I thought safety. The, the safety thing, because when he went in that van, like no one was wearing a seatbelt. They were just rolling down the street. But with it's all not that, that he didn't. Me. He cared about their safety. Like when the drummer kid was in the van and he freaked out. Uh-huh. Like, he cared about their safety. I he just was think... just really laid back about it, I guess. Yeah. In a way that I'd be like, well, yeah. he made some missteps there. The big thing that I thought was problematic is that he was asking children to keep secrets it's and lie. Yeah. That's really not a good thing. Like, you you should not be telling kids that age to, like, yeah. hey, let's keep a secret. Secrets, this is yes. just between you and me. Yeah, like, that's, that's sketchy that's stuff. Especially that's when creepy. there is that funny clip when he was like, over the last two weeks, what was it? I've, I've touched your children, and I'm pretty sure they've they touched, touched me, me or something like that. It was, I can laugh. Yeah, so like asking kids to keep secrets yeah. like that is not good. You know, you, yeah, it's just it's, and, it's yeah. a bad policy. The only other thing I didn't like is he changed it in the final performance. But, no, he didn't. He used the other kid's song, but he still had himself be the lead singer. Uh, well, none of the other kids... That, those girls could sing. There those probably girls could was, sing. There's probably someone else that could have sung. So yeah, that was true. my only other thing. Oh, and so you thought he was too selfish and didn't let the kids just do it? Oh, a, a little bit. Well, because the whole thing was selfish in the beginning. He didn't. Oh, really, the whole thing was incredibly selfish until it got the to the end. I didn't have a problem with him being the lead singer because I felt like he was working alongside with them, but still was kind of facilitate. It was like yeah. kind of a teacher as facilitator model. A guide. Do you want to be the teacher? <laughs> I do like that song. Oh, it is I love catchy. that song. I loved that song. <laughs> it's catchy. I was, I was tears rolling down it's my cheeks funny. at the end when, when especially when that girl comes up and sings, and then Zach like rocks yeah. out his guitar solo. It that is the exact kind of thing that tugs the heartstrings on me, and I no dry eyes in my. I eyes. loved it when they wanted they didn't win, and they're like, "We gave an awesome rock show." Yeah. And then though, I love when they went out during encore. And he's like, okay, bang, get out there. And then all the kids around, he's like, okay, everybody go. I don't know why I like that part a lot. I like them all It's being, inclusive. It it's is. inclusive. It's the Vivian Paley, you can't say, you can't play kind of thing. Oh, everybody gets to. Is. She's an author who writes about like her experience teaching kindergarten. Um, and one of the rules was you can't say, you can't play. So if a kid comes up and says, can I play yeah. your game? You have to say yes. Join yeah. in. But yeah, so he was just yeah. giving everybody an opportunity. I thought in the beginning he was very teacher-centric where he would just stand up and lecture everybody. Yeah. But then it did turn into project-based, yeah, so that I was fine with that. I I would worry about the fact that there it was only that project-based, so yeah. he was totally neglecting any kind any of subject. math yeah. or literacy or only if it happened to incorporate yeah. with their project yeah. would it be mentioned. True. But otherwise it was just like kind of a free-for-all all all day like oh you guys want to work on that's kind of what i feel like a little bit right now because we're in this big exhibition project and so they're all day we like two hours a day we do it oh wow so they're just like going for it now but it requires like research and like it requires all these things we've done projects like that too because we just did this thing where we had to make a play or we had to we my kids developed a play and then they had to make all the props and the costumes and write it and do all the sound cues and stuff and we worked with the children's theater to do this. Um, 
And we had a day, we had an entire afternoon where all they were doing was building things for the play. Yeah. And so kids are like making stuff out of duct tape. They're probably super happy. They were, it was the best day of the year. Yeah. There is still a part of me that always feels a little guilty letting it happen. It's like, oh, is this academic enough? But it is, it is definitely academic enough. And it is definitely valuable and it's giving them a valuable experience and it's good for them. Um, And it's teaching a lot of those other like non-tangibles like cooperation, sharing, creativity, problem solving that we can't address or test on a a standardized test. But yeah, there is always part of me that's like, oh, am I I okay to do this? So I thought Dewey's class was entirely project stuff where I would be like, I don't know if I'm okay to do this because I'm ignoring all the curriculum. History of rock. He did do rock appreciation. Rock. Yep, rock appreciation. But there was no math and no, no um, reading. That was the big one, the no math thing. Or reading. Or reading. Because, yeah, I, they didn't really have to read anything. They had to no. do a lot of listening. Album covers. Yep. No. They read some line That's notes, a good I point. guess. Yeah, I think the other thing I was thinking was kind of going along with your safety stuff, where he had, like, the unauthorized field trip is pretty much kidnapping. Yeah. I think I think that's a criminal action. He was going as an unlicensed teacher again, which was kind of the same problem like that Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, faced in Karen Crabbe. It's like if you haven't been through the training, you just make a lot of missteps because they just don't know yeah. what they're doing. Um, and Dewey, yeah, he did a lot of things that were just like, to, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't do that. He didn't leave the kids, though. No, he I'm never did leave me. the kids. He, he didn't do that. Well, actually, he did when he left half of them in the room. That's true. He left half. <laughs> he, he, he just left he half. Left. He just only left half, and they weren't kindergartners. No, exactly. All right. So if Dewey, if if Mister Schneebly, aka Dewey Finn, wanted to become a better teacher, what would you recommend he do? I don't think like at the end of the movie, he's making that like little after school thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think he should do. I, I don't think he should be a teacher. I completely agree. I think he. I think the end of the movie showed him doing exactly, exactly what, what he, he should. What he should do, what he's talented Yeah. So I don't think he should be a public school teacher. I think he should just be a music teacher outside. I in think the his, private sector. Yeah, his after school program yes. is perfect. Or he could be, I think he would be a great artist in residence to come in yes. and do like a rock band project with a class. Yes. But, but I really don't think he has... He's not going to like it. I don't think he has any interest or the skill or... He he just has no interest in doing the other school stuff. He's a yeah. He's a good teacher, just not a good elementary teacher, right? He's, or a good music teacher at in a school. No, he doesn't because he's really. not going to want to do any of those other things, like grading kids. He's not going to want to do that. He just wants them to rock on. Yeah, so he's like a perfect art artist in residence. So I think yeah, I think we agree that he should not be a classroom teacher. No. He should be an artist in residence or run his after school program, yes. which which is exactly what he did, and it was perfect. I wonder if the parents just. Decided not to press any charge. I, I think, think they he just won they, them over, right? I, yeah, I think they just saw their kids rocking out on stage, and they were just so happy. They were satisfied. I don't that. think my parents would have felt that way. Because the kids were, like, swearing on stage. and They said ass. It's a swear word. Yeah. That is a swear word. My school has has changed how I how I respond to children swearing I because bet. it happens so much. I don't think I... I bet, I bet they know more swear words than I do. List of swear words. What? I'm looking up a list of them. It is, and there's under the list. Well, but that, who cares? Like, you can say that on television. Yeah, but it's still a swear word. You can say a lot of things on you television. You can say, oh, it's a pretty minor cuss word. 
But the funny thing is, is there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 23, 24, 25, 26, There's even more. The whole entire first page is just swear words that begin with ass. I never knew that there are so many of these. How do you respond to swearing in your class? Is it an issue? Does it ever come up? A couple of times. And what do you do? I think it depends on the situation. Like okay. one time I had a kid say bitch, but they didn't, like, they, I don't think, it wasn't in like a, it wasn't like, he wasn't calling someone that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it was like a, a phrase. A fleeting expletive. So like. One that, time someone like yelled the F word, like just yelled it. At someone? Just like was upset with something and just okay. yelled it and so then we had have a discussion. Yeah. And what was the discussion? Like we just don't use that word at school or. Yeah, and there's, like, other stuff going on. It's not a consistent problem for me. Yeah, at my school, it's, like, that's just how my students talk. And we have conversations about, like, you know, you can maybe talk like that at home, but at school, I expect you to not use those words. It's not enough for me to have that conversation with them to undo all of the learning. Like, we heard, I heard a first grader running down the hall and just goes to his teacher. He goes, that kid just touched my ass! So I've had to kind of, like, get over it because I... I'll I'll say like, please we don't talk like that here, but it doesn't work. Change anything? Maybe you could put a jar up, and every time someone swears, you could put a gold sticker or something in the jar. <laughs> Publicly shame them. Publicly shame. When they say kick some ass, like it's supposed to be a punch, like. They're saying it to be rebellious. They, I know. You know, like, that's the point of it. I actually had this really interesting conversation with someone lately about how, if you think about it so, like, I'm not saying you should teach children to swear. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But, like, adults swear. Yeah. And by telling them they can't, by having these mysterious words they're not supposed to say, it makes them, A, want to say them even more, compared to saying that these are just words, like, teaching them when you would use those words. My kids are always like, do you swear? Yeah. It's like, not here. Yeah. But they're like, you do then, don't you? <laughs> Have you ever been reading a book to your students and there's a cuss word in the book? It's usually like it says damn or hell or something. Not yet, really. Because that's happened to me and sometimes I will just, depending on what it is, like you skip over it yeah. or substitute it. But sometimes kids will be reading along with you in their own book. Oh, and then you're And they'll not. be like, why didn't you say that? I was like, well, I just chose not to say that. Or sometimes you do say it, and then every kid's like, <gasps> I think James and the Giant Peach has some coarse language. Really? I think it does. I've recommended that book to a number of children. It's good, yeah. but there's some, I don't even know if it's swearing or if it's just a little bit crass or something. Oh, I didn't know that. But there's definitely books. I think in Shiloh there's like a dam or a hell Yeah, a lot of times like the historical fiction type ones too just yeah. have a different language. Yeah, like, you'll occasionally just see, like, a hell or a damn. Yeah. Um, and then the kid, you, yeah, that's always a thing. Hey, listeners, if you do read-alouds, I would love to know what you do. Do you say it? Do you edit it? Do you skip over it? What I, I think I would say it? it, but sometimes I do edit out, like, if it's something, like, I remember I was reading Wonder, and, like, it's a great book. Yeah. But part of the story's about this, like, ten-year-old, but part of it's about his older sister, I feel yep. like sometimes I had to edit out what the older sister or her friends were doing. I don't remember what they were doing that would have gotten edited. I don't know. There's, I think they talk about like development stuff sometimes. I'm like, I just don't even oh, want to. Oh, I didn't want to go there. Didn't want to go there. Sure. I've edited for length sometimes. Yeah, me like, too. Oh, this, oh, is this is a, book is this so is going on. long. 
So I, I just skim it yeah. and then sum it up for them in my own yeah. language. So you skip that page. That's what kids. Yeah, I would often have kids who would read along with me, and they're like, "Why didn't you read that part?" <laughs> That's not what it says. I'm like, just, just I'm doing it. some editorializing here. Just, just go, with, go it. with it. Anything else that you would recommend for Dewey? I think we both agree that he should yeah. get out of teaching. And not just, get out of t- get not, out of public. I mean, he should get out of the classroom and focus on his little his program. Music program. Yes, I agree. What rating would you give Dewey as a teacher? So final rating. What would you give him as a classroom teacher? Ineffective developing proficient or I think he's ineffective as a classroom teacher. Yes. But I think he's proficient as like an after school music teacher. I think I agree. I, yeah, I think he's ineffective as a classroom a teacher. A regular classroom teacher. Maybe developing cuz he does he does have a lot of good things music. going on like but like the curriculum no. content is just not there and there's no effort. There's no attempt yeah. at introducing a lot of the content that should be taught in that grade. Um, but yeah, I think as an after-school yes. teacher, he's exemplary. He's, yeah. he's excellent. Would you want your kid no. in his class? No. I wouldn't want my kid in this, Yeah. I would gladly put them in his rock band club. I wouldn't want him as a classroom yeah. teacher just because they wouldn't learn no, yeah, any math. And what if they got stuck being a groupie? Exactly. Oh my God. What That's if they got stuck thing. being a groupie? What, a whole What'd year you do at school that? today? Well, we thought of a name for the band. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think what this movie really drives home is the power of arts education yeah. because I just had this experience with my students. It's a partnership with the Children's Theater where they got to put on this play at the end of the year, so they got to go on stage at the Children's well, Theater. That's cool. I didn't know it was that. amazing. And so it's this play that they wrote. Their families all got to come to see the show. And, like, that's an amazing stage yeah. for nine year olds to go perform on. And they just were glowing after it and it was that was a big deal for them because they've never had yeah. an opportunity like that before. My kids get music two two times a week. We don't get art. Yeah. Their teacher broke her hip. Oh no. And they yeah. just canceled art? Yeah, because it was like this odd like every few every, like a few times a year we would huh. she would come in. So that's one thing I thought. I feel like I did a lot more of that with the primary kids. I feel bad. Huh. But I think it's missing. You should get a down on his luck rock star to come I know. And teach your kids how to rock. <laughs> on Facebook, would like to come teach my children to play rock and roll. Thank you for listening to Teacher Features. Please subscribe to the podcast and write a review on iTunes. It helps our listeners discover the show. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at PodcastPLC, to share your opinions about the teachers we discuss on the show. We love to hear what you think. Thanks. Bye. Boots and pants and boots and pants. That's my beatboxing. Does it sound good? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants.